0: This evening, uh, on this Good Friday communion service, we, of course, want to remember our Lord. And uh, as we prepare ourselves to do that, I want to look at uh, an interesting topic throughout the Bible. God has endowed every human being with a unique faculty that we call memory we get to remember stuff now some of the things that we remember are good some of the things that we remember are bad some of you have troubled pasts parts of your life that you really don't want to remember anymore And then, of course, there are many cherished memories that we have that we never want to forget. It's part of the uniqueness of this faculty of memory that God has given us. Now, of course, we also have a habit of setting aside special times just to remember stuff. Right? I and mean, we do that with our birthdays. We do it with anniversaries. Of course, we do it with holidays. And this is just human nature to do this sort of thing. I, I, I mean, just, you think of holidays, I just just think of two, two off the top of my head. Well, not really, because they're in my notes. But... Um, <laughs> You think of Memorial Day, right? This is a day that we remember those who have served in our military and have sacrificed their lives for our nation. A special day we set aside to remember those individuals that have sacrificed their lives. And then we have another similar day that we call Veterans Day. This is a day that we just remember those who also are presently serving or have served in the military and are still alive. Interesting that we celebrate both those kinds of days. The New Testament calls us to remember the most important thing that we could ever stop and reflect upon and that is the sacrifice of Christ. It's absolutely the most important thing that we are ever called to remember repeatedly. And as we begin to prepare ourselves to remember the sacrifice of Christ, This evening, I I just want to walk through the Bible a little bit and just visit this subject of remembering because it's all over the Bible. And we are constantly called to remember things. So, for example, in the Old Testament, we see that God's people are called to remember very interesting things, Number one, for example, they are called to remember God's name. You might recall that when Moses uh, encountered God in the burning bush in Exodus chapter three as God was calling Moses to become uh, the deliverer of his people and and Moses said, well, who are you? What, What is your name? Who do I go and tell them has sent me? And of course, this is the famous passage in Exodus 3.14 where God says, I am who I am. Tell them that I am has sent you. And and this this phrase, I am, as we've spoken of before, is the basis for God's sacred name that, that we think might be pronounced Yahweh. We don't know that for sure. Nonetheless, in verse 15 of that passage, God says to Moses, This is my name forever, my memorial name for all generations. We are never to forget the name of God. Later on, Moses tells the Israelites, He says, You shall remember. The Lord your God, Deuteronomy eight eighteen. Now in Judges you had a, a series of very uh, bad times for the Israelites, and, and there, for example, we read in Judges three seven that Israel did evil, and, and what was the result of that? They forgot the Lord, their God they stopped remembering his name. Solomon concludes, or begins his conclusion of his very interesting book, Ecclesiastes. We might get Ken Johnson to teach that book again. He did, it was his first time ever teaching the Bible, and he said he did a wonderful job and he wants to do it again. (laughs) Solomon concludes that, that, that interesting book in chapter 12, verse one, he says, remember your creator in the days of your youth before it's too late. Second thing that the Old Testament calls God's people to remember is, is God's deeds. His mighty deeds Again, Moses tells the Israelites in Deuteronomy 5.15, he says, remember, you were a slave and the Lord brought you out of Egypt by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Later on in Deuteronomy, Moses says to the Israelites, you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt and that God redeemed you. From there, you shall remember all the ways which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years. Remember the good stuff and even remember the bad stuff because most of those 40 years were not too wonderful. But God was still with them and he led them and his mighty hand brought them into their land. And Moses wants his people to remember that. When they cross the Jordan River to enter into the promised land, it's interesting that they did a very, uh, very peculiar uh, sort of uh, um, ceremony to mark their entrance into the promised land. God told them to take 12 massive stones from each of the tribe's Of Israel and put them in the middle of the river, the place where God had stopped the river, just like He did the Red Sea, so that they could cross over the Jordan into the land in order that they would remember that special moment. He says, I want you to put these rocks in the middle of the river as a memorial for the sons of Israel forever. David in Psalm. 103, verse two, says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle, when you look at this subject of remembering what God has done for you, as reflected in the the call to the Israelites to remember what God had done for them, it's kind of like God is asking us to walk into the future backwards. Right? In other words, you're going forward, but you're walking backwards. Why? So that your eyes can look back on what God has done. Looking at his past deeds of deliverance and salvation, of sustenance and care, and meeting your needs and blessing you. We always should walk forward with our eyes looking backwards so that we can always reflect what God has been doing. Another interesting aspect of remembering in the Old Testament is God's people are called to remember God's special days. We know, for example, that God set aside one day of the week for the Israelites to celebrate uh, what is called the Sabbath so that they would remember God and worship him. And we know of the feast days that God established for the Israelites. Uh, the, the yearly feasts, there were seven of them. And they were all days and, and really many days sometimes of remembering God's mighty deeds. Such as Passover, Passover, and then after Passover came the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and then after that came the Feast of Firstfruits. Then after that came the Day of Pentecost, and the Feast of Weeks, and then the Feast of Trumpets, and then the Day of Atonement, that special day when Israel was to remember the atoning sacrifice that God made for their sin. And then the day of tabernacles, all of these feasts had very special things that the Israelites were called to remember. Then of course, all over the Old Testament, you see that God commands his people to remember his commands. In fact, another interesting reminder For the Israelites to remember the commands of the Lord was that they were to attach these little tassels to their robes, the corners of their robes, so that they could remember God's commands. Joshua brought the Israelites into the land of Canaan and Moses had gone to be with the Lord, he said, remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. Now, not only in the Old Testament do we see aspects of God calling his people to remember things about God and what God has done and his name and all of that, but we also see that God himself remembers now, of course, this is interesting because God is not like us. He, he doesn't have to recall things like we do because everything is present to his mind all the time. Nonetheless, the Bible speaks of God remembering things because he does give special attention to his people. for example, over and over again, we see that, that God remembers his people when they are in bondage or, or when they pray. Oftentimes you'll read that when somebody prays, that God remembers them. It's almost like your praying triggers God's memory. Of course, that's not really what's happening, but there is something special going on there How many times do we read, for example, someone praying saying, Remember me, O Lord, your servant? God remembers his covenants. He remembered his covenant with Noah that every time it rained under certain conditions, there's a rainbow just so he could remember his covenant with Noah that he would never destroy the earth again by flood. He remembers his covenant with Abraham, his covenant with David. He remembers the new covenant that God made with Israel and that we as a church get to participate even in now. And God will never forget those covenants because they're not entirely fulfilled yet. God will never forget his people. He remembers his redemptive work. And this may be the most important thing and the most encouraging thing for us. For example, we read in Jeremiah 31 34, and this is connected to the new covenant. He says, I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember. No more. Now that's good. (laughs) You don't want God to remember your sin once He has forgiven you of your iniquity. The promise of the Word of God is that He will not. Well, we have also in the New Testament a number of places where, again, we are called to remember. I'm just gonna read a couple of passages as we prepare for communion this morning. For example, in Paul's letter to Timothy, his second letter to Timothy, chapter two, verses eight and nine, he says, remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descendant of David, according to my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not imprisoned. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. Peter, a number of times in his second letter, encourages believers to remember in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 12 through 15 he says therefore i will always be ready to remind you of these things even though you are already, even though you already know them and have been established in the truth which is present with you I consider it right as long as I am in this earthly dwelling to stir you up by way of reminder, knowing that the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent, as also our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me, and I will also be diligent that at that time after my departure, you will be able to call these things to mind. The truths of the gospel, the truths of the Christian life, that Peter had relayed to his readers, he wants them to remember these things. In 2 Peter chapter three, verse one and two, he says, this is now, beloved, the second letter I'm writing to you in which I am stirring you up, your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and the commandment the Lord and Savior, spoken by your apostles. It's interesting that we are always called to be instructed in the truth and to be informed of the truth. But really, when you think about it, when you think about Pastor Chris as he preaches week in and week out, he's not really offering you a lot of new information every week. Really what he is doing is he is reminding you of the things that most of you already know. Why? Because we have to be reminded of them. And tonight, we have to be reminded of the most important thing. Jesus' sacrifice for our sins.